0: Wait a minute! I hear something. Dr. Movie, Dr. Movie, Dr. Movie, Dr. Movie, yeah. Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, where I'm talking about movies and cruising on down the highway. Um. I think at the end of the last episode of uh, All Hallows' Eve, I said I was going to jump into the Terrifier stuff, but I didn't really realize that there was a part two for uh, All Hallows' Eve, so I wanted to go ahead and check that one out first and uh, before we you know, jump into the other stuff, which I'm going to go ahead and say may take me a little while to jump into the Terrifier stuff because I kind of had some special requests to come up to cover some stuff for the Halloween season. So we we'll try to sneak those in here, but today we're going to talk about All Hallows Eve, Part Two, from 2015. It's got a 4.7 out of 10. Uh, I disagree with that, and we'll talk about that as we go along. Directed by the same uh, person that gave us the original. Well, actually, it's it's a bunch of directors in this one, right? So they they kind of took. How do I say this nicely? Um, even though the first one's got some pretty cool ideas and they tried to use Art the Clown as a tie-in, kind of like the Crypt Keeper for Tales of the Crypt, I'm going to go ahead and say, I personally, me, myself, and I, I think this is a better movie than the first one. Uh, it, it It just it works better together. And I think the reason why is they're not trying to do that tie-in thing as heavily. There is still a wraparound. You gotta have those, right? But this fits more in line with, uh, with Trick or Treat, where the stories all kinda line up, but, you know, well, they don't necessarily line up. But I think the theme is, is a little better in this one. I think the stories are better in this one. So uh, so yeah, you got, a, you got a bunch of directors here, right? Same concept, just a lot of people involved. Um, I'm not even gonna worry about getting into the cast because there's a, a bajillion people in this movie. But what we do need to know is what the synopsis is. And it says, alone at Halloween, a young woman finds a VHS tape on her doorstep and she watches the tape and she witnesses a collection of gruesome tales Each more unnerving than the last. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of what makes this thing work. We're we're sticking with, again, the ideas that we saw in the first one about the videotape, which still blows my mind that it's 2015 and we're relying on a videotape. I guess I really can't complain because, you know, we did the remake of The Ring and it all had to do with the videotape. So, okay, I can let it slide. But you would figure that evil... (laughs) maniacal evil, evil spirits, whatever, would say, hey, we probably need to use the newest technology. Why do we always have to stick with VHS? I know it's a nostalgic thing, right? Because the majority of the great horror movies, you can go ahead and throw your stuff at your radio right now if you want to, the majority of the iconic horror movies were on VHS. Just saying. That time frame. So maybe that's kind of the reason of reflecting back. Plus, you get the grittiness, right? DVD, Blu-ray, we started getting away from that grittiness and cleaning things up, which I'm going to say hurts hurts horror movies. Um, Texas Chainsaw, to me, is is a gritty movie. When you make it pristine, it takes some of the nastiness away. You don't feel like you're watching a bootleg snuff film when it's been cleaned up and put in 4K. Not saying that I wouldn't have a copy of Texas Chainsaw in 4K, but there's something about that duped feeling that makes you feel like you're watching something that you should not be watching. And I think we're kind of missing that. Uh, Everything is so clean and digitized now. And again, that's just an old man rant, right? But, you know, I always go back to the impact that Last House on the Left had for me because it looks, it feels, it smells like a snuff film. And that's that's what makes that movie work. Henceforth, you know, we did the remake, which was a decent remake, but it lacked that nastiness that made you feel like you needed to take a shower after you watch it, right? And I think that ties back into that mentality of why we still push for VHS and all this stuff for these kind of stories because, one, it allows you to not shoot in high def. You can actually go shoot this with cheaper you know, film stock or whatever and get that look as much as possible. So it kind of plays into that. Uh, also the fact of, you know, look at how we are with social media, right? We just scroll. If we don't like something, you scroll. If you're on TikTok and if they don't have something you like in two seconds, you're scrolling to the next thing. DVD, you can just fast forward to the next chapter, right? Or just click a button. VHS, you can't do that. You got to go and fast forward and still kind of see what's going on to know where to stop. Maybe that's part of the magic of this, too, is you're not going to do that. So I don't know. I'm I'm ranting on something that probably means nothing, right? <laughs> but uh, let's let's look at uh, some why to watch. Well, as always, we got our three word review: menacing, twisted, and thrilling. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, with a sinister, scary Halloween theme uh, feel and fast pacing, at a 86 minute runtime, you can't go wrong with the sequel totally agree. I did not get bored with this. There's more stories in this, and they're really, really short. It moves really quick. I really appreciated that. And uh, I'm telling you, this is a better movie than the first one. Uh, All Hallows Eve 2 is fantastic. Uh, is a fantastic Halloween horror flick and one of the better anthology horrors I've seen. You know what? I, I can't disagree. Uh, All Hallows Eve 2 is a festive horror project bound to be fallen in love with by short attention span gorehounds. There you go. They're pretty much saying everything that I am. Uh, I I appreciate the the not drabbling on. I don't need backstory. Show me what you're going to show me, right? So let's get into this. So you got your wraparound. Not a reach around, <laughs> wrap around, uh, of this uh, jack-o'-lantern masked serial killer who's standing outside the window doing his best Michael Myers, and at this point I'm already going, oh no, here we go. It, it, so we've just substituted art for this serial killer jack-o'-lantern guy. That's the only thing that's different is you're missing the Michael Myers mask, right? He even does the head tilt because she hears a noise outside. She goes outside, looks and down on her steps in front of her door is a videotape. And down the hallway, there's our killer standing there and he does the old head turn like Michael Myers. And you're like, oh, okay. But lo and behold, from there, I was really surprised because she pops in the tape. And the first thing we see is about a babysitter who is uh, carving a pumpkin with the, the, the kid that she's babysitting they roast the pumpkin seeds and they start eating them and then it looks like a scene from the thing where their stomachs start busting open and all these vines start coming out it's like the pumpkin seeds are evil it's pretty wicked (laughs) i was like okay this is pretty cool and then it just jumps to the next thing and the next one you get these kids that are trick-or-treating they come up to this house they kind of get snubbed uh, and the mom, the, the mom, the woman of the house invites the kids in and when they get in there they turn into these like giant grotesque versions of the creatures that they're dressed up like. That's like a witch and a ghost and like a grim reaper, the devil I think. And then they become like real versions of these things and torment the family. And then when they decide it's time to leave, when they step out, they're back to their normal selves. But off in the distance, you see the house. Houses are burning up. It was like, okay. I mean, it, it was it was quick in there, out. But turning into these evil spirits and making these things happen, which is what we're always scared that our kids are going to do, right? And this next one, again, the the just the openness of these stories. I really like it because, again, I I get tired of over explaining things, right? This next one you got a couple of guys in a pickup truck. It's late at night. They're freaking out. It's like real foggy and they go out to this desolated area and uh, they're supposed to offer food to some kind of beast. And when they get there, they realize the dad, under under the stress of all this, has forgotten to bring the meat. And the dad convinces his son, which is a grown man, to go out and set the food and run back. And when his son leaves, he locks the truck door so his son can't come back in. And guess what? The son becomes the meat. We never see the creature, and you don't have to. This thing works. And uh, you just see a quick kind of taken away thing, and then you just, uh, again, these, these things are so short, so quick, to the point, they don't meander, they, they, they just move really fast. So, uh, I, I really like this one, because again, your own imagination makes up what it is you think it is is it kind of a werewolf thing is it a just a beast is it a a relative that's been cursed i mean who knows right i like that the next story is called the descent or descent uh, not not the movie right with the cave spelunking and all that stuff now th- this lady is a she's just walking to a friend's house and she's ringing the doorbell nobody answer and somebody comes out, it's like an apartment building, so she sneaks her way in, and when she goes inside, she sets her phone and and purse down on a tabletop. She's obviously been in this person's house a lot. Goes upstairs, because they're supposed to go to a party or something, I guess. And when she goes up there, she sees blood everywhere. Her best friend is laying in the bed dead, and this guy is walking out of the bathroom, which doesn't see our lady that's observing all this. She runs and hides in the closet. This guy's whistling this song. And while she's in there, she's trying to be quiet. The guy hears the phone ring, this girl's phone ring, which has a distinct phone ring. He runs down and notices the stuff in there. And then it just cuts away to like many months later, six weeks later, something like that. This lady's at work, and the person that was killed was one of her friends that she works with. And at the end of the day, she gets into an elevator and on the way down a guy gets into the elevator that looks just like the person that did the the slaying of her friend and she's trying to keep her cool. He starts whistling the song, which is exactly the same song he was whistling while he was in there with her being dead. And while she's standing there trying to be cool and hold it together, her phone rings and the killer hears the phone ring and notices it's the same one that was in the house. So he starts attacking her, and in self-defense she defends herself and does a good job. But then when she gets out of the elevator, she sees this guy everywhere, and she starts attacking him and finds out that it was kind of in her head, I guess. Again, I I love the the open-ended to some of this stuff, because obviously she was just seeing this guy everywhere. So we never not even know if, if, if it really happened even before. So uh, she gets arrested and the more she calms down, the more she realizes all these people she thinks is the killer. Their faces turn back to normal and the guy that she killed in the elevator is not the killer. So almost like little, you know, tales from the dark side, tales from the crypt. It, it's, it's got that kind of feel, right? Next is uh, the masochist. And these kids are at a carnival and there's a a Sideshow Carnival guy, he's standing there and he's like, come right up, pick your weapon and take your shot at the masochist. And they've got this guy strapped down to a spinning wheel and it goes around and you're supposed to throw these weapons and if you hit them, I guess you get a prize or whatever. Um, And this is somebody who's been captured, kidnapped, and strapped down to this thing. And when the boys are lining up to do this, one of the boys is ready to throw. And the mask that's on this this guy that's strapped down comes off. And it's the boy's dad. And he's like, son, you gotta help me, you gotta help me. And the son goes ahead and kills him, anyways, because either he was mean to his son and all this stuff. And then the next one's like, when they're setting up the next one, it's a lady, and obviously it's a mom, right? So it's like the kid's getting revenge back on the parents for who knows what they were doing to these kids, right? Uh, Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And again, these are so short. Uh, A boy's life. This is where uh, a mom is putting her son to bed, and he obviously has problems with thinking there's monsters in his room and stuff. He's... He don't. He don't have a father. His father was killed in the military, and he puts on his dad's dog tags all the time. Whoops! Sorry, hit my microphone there. He puts on his dad's dog tag, dog tags, as like a protection kind of thing. Then his mom starts playing along with him to try to get him over this anxiety or whatever it is. These phobias that he has, and she stays up one night and they dress up like military and they're crawling around in his bedroom and they're shooting the monsters. That's under his bed and other stuff and they wipe them out and the boy feels better about the situation and she tucks the boy into the bed and then something grabs the mom's legs and pulls her under the bed and that's how it goes off so these things are just these things are good (laughs) next you get a another i mean these things are i'm telling you five ten minutes tops this one's not even that this one's like two or three minutes This one's called uh, Mr. Tricker's Treat, and you've got this guy who's obviously some kind of maniac. He's got a guy in a dog cage in in his room, and he like shoots some kind of serum or something into the guy and drags him out on the front porch and puts a pumpkin head on him jack-o'-lantern head, and has him sitting in the chair with a bucket of candy like he's supposed to give out candy, so he's decorating his front yard for Halloween, but he's using real bodies to do it, and this girl comes up, and she's like, oh, you always have the best decorations and all this, and then he ends up grabbing her, and she's going to be part of it as well. It's just cool, man. I mean, again, I, I love just how quick all this stuff goes. Then you get to the last story on the videotape called Alexia and uh, it's about a young man who was having a relationship with a young lady and on social media he's like ending their friendship they're not seeing each other anymore and then he while he's looking this box pops up on his computer screen and it's of supposedly the next girlfriend but she gets more and more scary looking as it goes and he's already moved on got a new girlfriend the new girlfriend's coming over and while he's in the bathroom uh, she's using his computer to look at stuff and you know he, he walks in there and he sees that on the screen again is that is that box and when he goes to uh, nudge the new girlfriend he looks and is turned into the old girlfriend and she attacks him and it just kinda goes off And that's kind of the whole videotape thing and at this point the woman is watching videotape reacts and uh... all of a sudden on the video screen you see the jack-o'-lantern killer on the TV and he's also, well it's behind her but she see the reflection in the screen she turns to look and nobody's there and uh... Then, all of a sudden, it just kind of slits her throat, and that's the end of the whole thing. I've kind of breezed through these. I mean, you say how long it's taken me to get through them, because these stories are really good. They're really short, not a lot of baloney. It just gets in, gets out. It's it's really good, Um, way better than the first one. So I recommend you check. If you haven't seen this one, If the first one kind of puts you off, I totally get it, because it kind of did me too. I mean, some things work, some things just didn't. This one's really good. So I highly recommend, especially for this season, as far as a horror anthology, check this one out. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I would almost give it a five out of five. I really enjoyed this, and I wanna watch it again. So that's my take on this one. All Hallows Eve, part two you need to check it out all right folks that's it for this one we will check you later